man. I'm ready for a fucking beer. I've been yes. drinking for a week straight, and I got hammered at the Jawbreaker show last night, and I'm just like <laughs> totally wiped out, but I'm ready to do it all over again. How many you got in there, Jeff? About eight. Go ahead and give me one. Fuck it. <laughs> Brian's not going to drink, but now he is. Yeah, tied up. I kind of tied one on last night a little bit up at work. Yeah. All right. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 104. It's Monday night, April 11th, 2022. Thank you for listening. Who's with me tonight? Coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota, is Bo Brady. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. And in studio is Brian Clark. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey. What are we going to do tonight? The NBA regular season is wrapped up. So I guess we'll do one last look at the regular season. We'll talk plans and maybe finish with playoff talk. Easter's coming up. It's time to visit the cult and eat the eggs. 420's coming up. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Visit our website. It's houseofhoops.com. It's H-A-U-S of hoops.com. There you can find our shop. Brand new shirt. Brand new shirt. Just put it up today. Support the podcast. You can also find links to our social media. You can listen to the podcast. You can contact us. Lots of things to do there. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Hey, everybody What's good? up? Everybody good? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got some energy tonight? Feeling good? I think so. Maybe. It's the postseason, baby. Let's go. Woo! Yeah. Regular season's over. We were off last week, so I haven't seen uh, Bo in a while. Bo, what the hell have you been up to for the last two weeks? We did uh, spring break last week with the, the kids out of school, and Kate took off work. Yeah. 
So we went down to Florida. Dang. Drive or fly? Oh, we flew. Smart. It's like a 20-hour drive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's something ridiculous like that. We went to Fort Myers, so even further. What a stupid question. <laughs> That's cool to get some time off. Yeah. For the working folks of the household. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do is more of a, it would cost more than I can only imagine. If that makes sense. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Just don't say that to your wife. <laughs> Is that a common conversation? <laughs> Who's more vital to the household? <laughs> no. Um, I, yeah, no, it's not. Not at all. We yeah. all contribute in our different ways. Yeah, that's the way it should be, huh? Yeah, I think getting back in the workforce would be would complicate things but plenty of people do it it's doable yeah just end up paying a bunch of money for child care right uh yeah pro well they're in school but yeah they gotta figure out summer stuff mm -hmm. we'll see i could probably get a job at a school social working at a school maybe you might be getting too old to be getting jobs <laughs> not yet <laughs> let's see is there anything you want to share about your week florida was good yeah we went to north captiva island so there was no cars it's just like an island it took a ferry boat there a boat oh man. had a house is it like weekend at bernie's everybody has golf carts yes <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that was pretty fun it was you know, Florida is Florida. It's nice to get kind of away from Florida. That makes sense. Yeah, I get that. You mean like on the island? Yeah. But anyhow, that was fun. We had a great, great vacation. And then I got back late Saturday night. And then last night I went to the Jawbreaker show in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's fun. It was excellent. They play all the hits. Yeah, they played a bunch of good stuff, and they closed with "Kiss the Bottle." There you go. Sweet. You know they know what side their bread's buttered. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's that one song on "Dear You" where Blake does kind of a. It's just him playing the guitar. I forget the name of the song, but uh, the bassist he just kind of stood there. He's the guy that. Him and Blake don't get along. Hmm. Okay. Or haven't historically. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Oh, it's Chris. Guy with the blonde and he hair. Just, yeah. Oh, kind of curly hair. He just like stood there and just like gave him the death stare, it felt like. <laughs> like his face was just like upside down on the strap and he was just like, his body language was like, fuck this prima donna. It was pretty, <laughs> it was really funny. I don't want to play this song. I'm not playing this song. This well, you boring. can't because it's, it's Blake's. Uh, yeah, this is boring. Well, I'm on stage for the song. Yeah, exactly. you should have left. Go get a beer or something. Go have a Budweiser. Yeah. Um, but the show was great, man. Yeah, I would. I would recommend going to see them. And it's crazy to me that they couldn't figure it out and make another album, and because mm -hmm. they could have been touring this whole time and making albums, I would think. But clearly, they couldn't figure it out. 
Yeah. You watched the uh, documentary, didn't you? I did, and I, then I read that book, Sell Out, which has a jawbreaker chapter too. Yeah. Didn't Blake have to stop singing? Yeah, he like, had throat, 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 throat surgery. He had like a pop on his throat, but he, he sounded fine. Well, I mean, fun. he's done, you know, Jets to Brazil. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, I don't really remember them touring. I mean, Jets to Brazil was apparently only from '97 to 2003. Mm-hmm. What uh, kind of venue was it? Um, I'm trying to think how you. Could, it's like a newer venue. It's called the Fillmore, and in terms of Memphis venues, it's like a theater. No, it's a music venue. Oh, okay. It's. You know, it's has stage in the floor and then like in a square they had like upper like small little bits of upper deck seating. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was packed. It was packed. Was it like a big room? Yeah. Okay. How many people were there, do you think? It was near capacity. Let's see what the I could only imagine if a band like that played somewhere around here. It's be a madhouse. Yeah a bunch of it says 1500 people so it was probably close to that bunch of people that look like Bo just, it was just a bunch you. of dudes our age like just getting bunch of gr- shit hammered bunch of gray heads <laughs> yeah my buddy eric he went to the show with me and he he had never listened to jawbreaker but didn't know about the band i had him watch the documentary beforehand oh, okay. he listened to the dear you album and a couple of other, other albums he's you know he said that he said that he liked it he felt like they're a good band he's kind of surprised kind of surprised not surprised that they just flamed out like they did it's kind of the classic you sign with a big label and then everybody kind of turns on you and mm-hmm. things just kind of go goes to shit but he was surprised that that was he didn't know that 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 was kind of the emo punk genre he you know you think of like dashboard confessional and what my bloody valentine mm-hmm. and like the later jimmy Eat world stuff is the emo stuff but really jawbreaker and maritime or promise ring maritime mm-hmm. stuff like that that is what like punk emo it like, was to me the get up kids yeah the get up kids <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> let's imagine it's just Bo is there and it's just a bunch of like damien's it's like Bo in a sea of damien's <laughs> damien's <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys that guys like that like to rock Never let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my scene. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, green with jealous rage. <laughs> no, not really, but that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I'm happy you were able to do that. How's the bathroom remodel going? Oh, I forgot about that. Is it over? Um, No, I have not forgotten about that. <laughs> it's good. They're doing drywall this week and... Then they're gonna get the floor prep for the tile guy to show up, and then after this week, you've got two weeks of tile work. So we're getting there. Halfway? Uh, more than halfway. We're probably like, I don't know, four or five weeks away. Yeah, we're getting there. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. No. Brian, what's up with you, man? How you been, man? You know, uh, just working and living. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing really new to report here. I didn't like do anything fun. I didn't go out and do anything. It's just a lot of work. And uh but yeah, I mean 
work's getting better. We we got some we got some guys in there, as you know, Jeff. We're, we're almost getting back to like a regular schedule. What? <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> we're just closed one day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did things. You're admitting them. Oh, yeah? It was two weeks. It was two weeks, wasn't it? Two weeks of time. Did you guys like having the extra week off there? Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was nice. I missed um, doing the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we were really gearing up for, like, I mean, it was, what was there really to talk about the last week of the season? You know what I mean? I actually think it was a good break, and maybe we could consider it, Yeah, even if it's not spring break. I feel like it's a good pause. Yeah, I like taking breaks. We'll probably take more breaks, like breaks more often in the future until we start selling more T-shirts. <laughs> well, Brian, I mean, baseball started up. Baseball did start up. Like, he's just not going to bring that up? I mean, you know. Fantasy baseball? Which we, we are playing fantasy baseball. Jeff is the newest member in our fantasy baseball league. Is that, what, is that what you want me to talk about? <laughs> Jeff's, I'm just I'm just curious what you've been up to, man. Jeff's the Jeff's, Jeff's the, the new meat. What if? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Never ever in my life have I played fantasy baseball, and I'm just like, all right, I'll just take all the starting pitchers. I'm fucking this up. <laughs> I know I'm not doing something right. Here. Luckily, the starting pitchers play every day. I'm not getting any saves. We uh, is that a category? I don't even know the categories. Yeah, categories. Yeah, he was our. our Group text in the in the baseball league is pretty active, and we all like you know mess with each other. And he was like asking serious questions in the group text, and we're all just giving like total bullshit answers. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> I sent a big lump. Oh, you'll like this. I sent a big long like introduction text. It's like, hello, everybody. My name's Jeff. I have a pair of New Balance shoes for selling eBay. Also, <laughs> I'm the hot new rookie in town. <laughs> Yeah. You want to buy those? They'll fit you perfectly, Bo. They're a little tight on me. I'm a nine and a half typically, so it might they might be a little big. Maybe. I looked at your listing, and if it's had a make an offer, I was going to make a shit offer on it, like 25 cents. But not, I don't deal with the make offers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put myself through that. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, what have you been up to? You've been doing a bunch of baseball research. By the way, you can't get those shoes anywhere. <laughs> That's why I'm selling them. <laughs> Re- research? No. no. I just picked guys. Uh, I did a little research like what positions are the thinnest in baseball. Mm-hmm. like, uh, And what positions are flush you can wait on in drafts. Like third base seemed like a priority to me. Yeah. So I got like a. Heavy hitting third baseman, there pretty er, pretty early, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the guys' names, like I, I couldn't, I could probably name you two guys on my team. <laughs> I used a lot of average draft positions. There you go. Yeah, uh, I did a couple mock drafts, made some notes that way. I took a lot of starting pitchers that play like once a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, you have to have, you got to have a lot of pitching. Yeah, I assume some of these guys will get injured, and I'll just rectify the holes in my roster through the waivers. Yeah, over the course of the season. For now, I'm just setting my lineups. I didn't do a lot of research, man. 
I don't know enough, and I, I don't have enough time to really get that into it. Is I'm there really, a buy-in? No. Yeah, it's like what, 50 bucks. $50 buy-in, yeah. Oh, that's, that's not terrible. Yeah. I'm really just doing it to kind of have fun with it. If I end up enjoying it, I enjoy it, whatever. But now I'm playing four seasons of fantasy sports in a year. <laughs> oh, gosh. And we're starting a baseball podcast next week. I guess I got to get season tickets to the Twins then. Twins look good. House of Hits. House of Hits. House, House of, homers. of Homers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you do a spinoff. Uh, um, <laughs> House of, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to be inappropriate. Look, <laughs> what else have you been doing, Brian? I mean, come on, dude. You've been doing stuff. Bo, did you start watching Atlanta? I watched the first episode. Of what season? The new season. Oh, okay. You've seen the old ones? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You've only seen the first one? Yeah. I'm I dude, I've I'm like two weeks I'm like two weeks from I haven't seen the the latest winning times. I'm way behind. So you don't know what you're gonna do with your apologies yet? <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> it's bonkers. Yeah. Last week's episode was awesome it's all good <laughs> and then tomorrow night i gotta watch this playing game yeah we'll, get to, we'll get, yeah. get to that later it's exciting although yeah we'll get into that later no but, winning no winning time this week yet huh i guess you went to a show last night so and i just got back in town well i didn't watch the the winning time the previous week oh, either man. oh wow they're like the, they're like the two best ones i think so far mm -hmm. last week and this week mm-hmm it's gets into the I season. Know, Pat Riley with the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, with winning time, I finally figured out what it was building up. Mm -hmm. The first like three or four episodes were build ups, and I was like, "What is like? What is going to happen?" And then it happened. It was opening day, mm -hmm. and then it's the first Lakers home game. Yeah, it's like all building up to that, mm -hmm. like the actual beginning of the season. And I was like, it like made sense in my head, like that I felt like I was waiting for something to happen because they were purposely making it that way. Yeah. Subconsciously, I knew I was just wanted the season to start. But, uh, yeah, those are the only two TV shows I'm watching right now, Atlanta and Winning Time. The rest is just hoops. And yeah, the baseball. first episode of Atlanta was, was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like that? That's, that's a yeah. true story. Yeah. Did you know that, Did you know that, Bo? Oh, that for him? No, like that actually, that scenario. Oh, it happened to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, where was it? I don't remember where uh, it was. They they bounced around. Yeah. I like the the blueberry medicine thing. I mean, yeah, I fucking believe that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, it, there was like a real life lesbian couple that murdered their family. Yeah. Adopted a bunch of kids. Yeah. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. There's like a, like the the picture in the paper from the episode where he's like hugging the cop. Yeah. There's a, there, it's like a, that's a reenactment of like a real picture mm. where like a oh, real wow. kid was trying to escape. That shit really happened. Parents. Not wild. And hugged the cop and they took a picture of it. It was in the newspaper. <laughs> I read an article. They were talking about this season of Atlanta and they were praising it a lot. And they described it as like a, um, a black fairy tale like these are like black fairy tales that they're telling for the most part i find that pretty true especially with the last episode 
where it's just kind of they're just kind of telling stories. It seems to me like a bunch of people get together and are like, what if this happened? And then they just talk through it and then they just go make the episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if? It's good. Bo, you just look next time when you get a mm-hmm. chance, just look up, just Google the Hart family, H A R T. Yeah. That's what it was. All right. And then Google um, Sammy Sosa hat. <laughs> well, Vanity Fair has a thing on it. I don't know if I'm going to read Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair is probably fine. It's pretty fine. Yeah. What have you been doing, Jeff? I listened to that Kevin Durant podcast. He was on JJ Reddick's podcast. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Any basketball fan, anytime Kevin Durant does a podcast or something like that, like it's always good. He's really good. It's very honest, very blunt, truthful. He's real. Yeah. He, was he is really so good. good at basketball. Yeah. You know what he said? He said the future of the league is all going to be like six, nine guys. That can dribble, handle the ball, mm-hmm. shoot. That was your vision back in the day, Jeff. It was. That's how I played NBA Live 07. <laughs> he just drafted like all six, six, nine, six, ten guys. Stromiles. The whole They're team. all Stromiles, literally. <laughs> I wanted Sean Livingston Jerry, as my point guard. Jerry West would say, they're too tall. It's too tall. <laughs> he's too tall. Yeah, well, Sean Livingston was good in that game. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, but he's also like... You know, six nine. Uh, yeah, man. I always wanted just a lineup of guys that were positionless, just like Toronto's doing. Mm-hmm. Charlotte looks like they're doing a a version of that, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boston. Oh, I saw a rumor that uh, the Lakers would prefer to hire uh, Nick Nurse as their next head coach. I didn't know he was available. And he's well, and the, the I saw I saw it on on reddit and of course i went right to the comments because i knew the top comment was going to be really funny and and it said um i would prefer to be a billionaire tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> or whatever whatever how shams it's perfect phrased it the comment was that yeah or yeah. <laughs> they have no the lakers have interest in nick nurse and then that was what the guy said i have interest in becoming a billionaire <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> I mean, that's what that's kind of how I thought about it, you know. I was like, what? How's he getting, who's letting him go? <laughs> and not only that, but the comments made a good point that I didn't come up with. Mm-hmm. You know, like, is, yeah, let's go hang out with Rob Palinka instead of Masai Jerry. Like, you know, why would you hitch your wagon to that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you and I all knew we all like, saw it with our own eyes that you should trade for Buddy Heald, not for Russell Westbrook. I mean, I didn't hate it. I, th- I thought oh, they would be better I, than I they were. I really did. I thought they could work it out. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, Buddy Heald, yeah. He gives whatever them- package. You get Heald and maybe, I don't know, whatever else. And I think Bagley could have contributed to the Lakers, actually. Probably. All those games Eddie missed, there would have been a role for him. Keeping Caruso. Mm-hmm. They should have kept Caruso. Oh, Caruso. I should have tried to try to keep him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we've done our Lakers segment today. Yeah, I got more on the Lakers later. But as far as this week, having a week off, like usually when we're doing a podcast, 
um, I'm constantly working at my job or working on the podcast. I'm getting like four or five hours of sleep almost every night. So it was pretty nice to have a week off from something that isn't exactly like paying the bills. So it kind of freed up time to just rest. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like there was something that I had to prepare for Mm -hmm. all week. Yeah. I was able to just kind of clear my head and just be like, oh, this is normal life. Like, cut the grass. Yeah. And take my time. I don't have to fucking rush because I got a mountain of shit to do. You guys are cutting grass already? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed having the week off so much so that we'll probably do this once a month till further notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once a month. Yeah. Take a week off. Yeah. I was thinking maybe two on, one off. Not sure yet. We'll figure it out. What did you do last Monday, Jeff? Did you? I'm just realizing that it was a national championship game. Yeah, I watched that. So it was, it was kind of good to like just be yeah. able to watch that on Monday. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. You know what I was thinking when I was watching that game? I was like, which one of these North Carolina guys are the Grizzlies going to draft? <laughs> <laughs> which one are they going to steal? Because those kids got heart. Yeah. Now, Kansas was a better team. I hammered that halftime line. Got three to one odds. It was like plus 300 or something. I didn't trust a college team to be able to play with that lead. That was all I kept thinking. Yeah. I was like, 15 points isn't a lot. These are college kids. They're not going to be able to play with this lead. Kansas is a better team. If you can get three to one on the favorite, like even if I lost that bet, it would have been fine because that's what you have to do, man. You have to. Find those angles. Mm-hmm. That's how you win money. Oh boy, was I glad I did that. I enjoyed the boy. hell out of that game. It was a fun game. Mm-hmm. I actually got to watch it. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to remember because it was like during the time when I was not like purposely not trying to prepare for yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Just taking time off for a minute. I passed out at halftime and then woke up with like two or three minutes left. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? What what, ha- <laughs> what what in the world? <laughs> it was really awesome, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. The answer to your question earlier, too, is uh, the Grizzlies are drafting Leaky Black because if you get a chance to get a guy named Leaky Black on your roster, you do it. Why? It's just a, it's a Memphis. fucking cool name. Man. Good name. It's a pretty solid fucking yeah. name. Which guy was he? The point guard? Uh, he's a forward. Oh, okay. I'm just looking him up. Six eight fits the size. <laughs> they had some good players, man. Those kids, those kids balled out. I was thinking another wing player might be good. I like the uh, I like the big guy that was playing on the the bum leg. Mm-hmm. He's a tough dude, man. Yeah, he is tough. Yeah, he sure did play through it. Was it Bacot? Yeah. Armando. Armando. Yeah, he was pretty good. Don't know if he's a big shooter. I don't think he can really stretch the floor, which will hurt him in the pros. But there might be a spot for him. Duke can rebound, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Leaky Black's a senior. 
he might have another year of eligibility. I don't know. Guys can play five years now, can't they? Um, you get the extra year due to COVID. Right. You get the extra year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo was talking about uh, my my video game rosters. Richard Lewis was always a big one. <laughs> always had to get, yes. try to get Richard Lewis. <laughs> Battier. Battier was pretty solid. You know, a, a defender. For some reason, Bruce Bowen was always getting picked on our teams. Well, he was just always like a good guy to bring off the bench. Lockdown. Just automatic from three, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, in the corner. It has like a glitch in the game. You do this clear out, <laughs> and then you go in the corner, and like all of a sudden everybody shot 75% from three. <laughs> that and the transition shooting. Like transition threes. Yeah. <laughs> And then Pal Gasol was faster than Iverson in that game. <laughs> yeah. He didn't miss inside the key either. Man, yeah. I missed those games. You and me tried to play at one time again, and it was, like, impossible to play. No, we we struggled, yeah. It's like the gameplay was so off. It's ch- choppy. Yeah, it was choppy as hell. It's like the way we played it, we would, we would kind of – know what the players were going to do mm-hmm. and be like a step ahead. So like you knew that guy was going to be running mm-hmm. at the three-point line. So you would just push the pass to that guy button. And then when they had that, boom, he would like, be there <laughs> catch and shoot. <laughs> they had like a freestyle pass button yeah. with, and like Nash and Tony Parker were the two fastest guys in the game. And if you like, if you got Nash, Nash was just like ridiculous. Yeah. Pinpoint. And Tony Parker, if you didn't get Nash, you get Tony Parker. Yeah. And he was he couldn't shoot the three, but you just basically run to the hole with Tony Parker. And if you had a layup, you'd take it. And if not, you just like kick it out to a shooter. I'm trying to Do think that. of other good point guards in the game. Well, Jason Williams was decent. Ray for Austin was always like an excellent backup point guard. I always Ray wanted, Allen was was awesome. I always wanted a big point guard. But yeah, we're circling back anyway. Anyhow, we we better keep it going. All right, fuck it. You want to move into NBA news? Sure. There's only a couple things that I saw. I'll start with one: Frank Vogel getting fired by Woj one minute after the final Lakers game of the season last night. But he didn't know yet. He didn't know till this morning. Yeah, Woj fired him. Yeah, pretty much. Did you see that? And then today. Woj sent out a tweet that was like, thank you, Frank Vogel. And it was a picture of Vogel with the championship trophy <laughs> two years ago. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I think firing Vogel's really going to turn that team around. And just like firing Luke Walton turned the Kings around. My thought was, did yeah, th- thank you, Bo. Exactly. My thought was, oh, Frank Vogel put the team together. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he must have. They fired him. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? In that situation, it's kind of like, I think we'll stick with the good coach. I think, yeah. Well, okay. Maybe Vogel, Vogel should go to the Kings Dude, and beat the Lakers next year. <laughs> I would fucking love that. That would be awesome. And yeah. then Luke Walton goes back to the Lakers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's going to take that fucking job, dude? It's Somebody, gonna be, obviously. It's gonna, you know who it's going to be? Hang on. It's going to be, uh, were you going to say 
fucking Doc Rivers. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say Fizdale. Oh God, I think he's an assistant man. I don't think he's a. I was gonna say Fizdale. Nobody's gonna want it. Dude won a championship and then got fired two seasons later. <laughs> like, if you have a coach that wins a championship, he pretty much is your coach till he decides he doesn't want to be. I feel uh, exactly. Like. At least like six to eight years. What the fuck? Who's gonna want that job? Nobody. And then what is Woj's deal? I feel like he was kind of being shitty. I think he was motivated. I don't know what the motivation yeah. was, why he sent that fucking tweet out. Like he's being a little like shit again. And then he and then somebody got mad and he had to like kind of apologize with the like thanks coach <laughs> tweet the next day. Yeah. I really believe that. I believe he pissed some people off. I don't know what Vocal did to Woj, but I'd be interested to hear that. Mm -hmm. What the fuck Woj was so mad at him about? Like, why would you fire a guy on Twitter? I just. <laughs> what? Sorry. The fuck? I just, just as a joke. What? I just Google searched uh, clutch sports NBA coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guess who Nick Nurse is represented by? <laughs> clutch. <It's> clutch. <laughs> no, yeah. he's not. Is he really? Andy Miller, yeah, so his agent joined Clutch Sports uh, in like 2001. Last year. Yeah. 2001? 21. 21. Did I say 2001? Yeah. 21. LeBron was still in the womb in 2001. Yeah. <laughs> He's in high school. Uh, yeah, Andy Miller um, is joining Clutch Sports, leading to Division of Representation for NBA Coaches and Management. He represents Chauncey Billups and Nick Nurse. <laughs> hmm. So maybe it could happen. <laughs> That's where Vogel messed up. Vogel should have. He should have moved to clutch, man. <laughs> Still have his job. Yeah, I just want to know what's going on between Vogel and Woj. I may never know. They may never actually be told, but why did he do that? Hey, I'm I'm a little hung up on it. Obviously, be, I think the, I think you're right. It seems like there's got to be some beef there. Something, something fucking weird. It just seemed odd. I've never seen that before, mm -hmm. where a reporter fires a coach on the <laughs> Twitter. It's just very fucking strange. It's it's the Lakers. They're a fucking mess, man. <laughs> Too many. Why Lakers. was Westbrook a good good idea? What did Bill Simmons said? He said. I'll believe a Westbrook trade idea when he's getting traded to Greece or Italy. Mm. That's what Simmons said on Twitter, and like I agree with that. No one's trading. What do you got? No one's trading for that contract. Well, let's get back to the Lakers. I fucking fucking Lakers. They're just idiots, man. The Lakers. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking pull this shit back together next year, but I'm not counting on it. No, I'm. I'm done with it. Like Zach Kleiman, he's probably like, thank God the Lake, we're not getting a Lakers pick because there's something wrong with my algorithm on predictions here. Like it's off by 10%. It should be perfect. So Kleiman and Prince are crunching numbers and doing things and fix the Grizz is going to win the championship next year because of the Lakers missing the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is a blessing in disguise for the Grizzlies. Kleiman has got his shit together because he was just about right on what the Lakers pick was going to be. Mm-hmm. But he was wrong. So he's going to fix his, do a little tweaking this, this offseason, make some trades. <laughs> How did I the, miss this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clement hadn't slept like for two weeks. How the fuck did I get this wrong? He's like, I thought top 10 was good enough. He's, and that, that redhead fucker in New Orleans bought it. <laughs> He's fucking stressing out. They're in second place, just resting players, and Clement's just freaking out. He's <laughs> fucking furious as hell that he fucking missed. He's like, I almost had the 11th pick. It was almost fucking perfect. <laughs> Damn it. That sets us back. <laughs> it was like it was almost perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> that's probably what's happening <laughs> what else let's move on what, what else is in the news obviously we don't have anything good to say about Vogel look let's move on what else what else is in the news uh Luca got hurt yeah strained his calf it must have been pretty serious. He had an MRI, right? Yeah, he was in a walking boot at the hospital. Some Twitter hero saw him. <laughs> they have not made a decision on if he's going to play or not. A strained calf. How serious is that, Bo? I don't know. You got different severities of strains. Could be a bad strain. Could be... It sounds. I mean, he went to get an MRI. It sounds like yeah. he's in a lot of pain. Uh oh. I don't root for players to get hurt, but I root for Dallas to do poorly because I'm a Grizzlies <laughs> fan. There you go. But uh, Dallas wasn't winning a chip, so I don't really see it as a big deal. Dallas is a work in progress, if you ask me. The only reason they're good is because Luca's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't say it's not a big deal. You don't want to give uh, Utah, like, if Luca's out and they just run the table, and then all of a sudden Utah's, like, flipped the switch and they're rolling. So be that's it. Not, that's not good. I would say so be it. I want the best version of every team out Agreed. there. I want the highest level of competition. If Luca's hurt, then he's hurt. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. But if that means another team sets off and is playing awesome basketball, like, so be it. What are you going to do? If the Grizzlies have to play the best team in basketball, that's what I want. That's what they, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. To win. That's the only way to win. You have to beat the best. Mm-hmm. Be the best or beat the best? Both. I'm not scared. No. Nope. Shouldn't be. Not what, at all. What, uh, what else happened? Paul George came back before Kawhi. Mm hmm. We, uh, I remember last time we did a podcast, we were like, oh, they're probably in cahoots. Like, oh, you come back, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I think Kawhi is still off. I think he's still uh, behind. We may not see him. Wouldn't be surprised if we did, but there was no like plan between him and PG mm-hmm. to come back together, yeah. obviously. But the Clippers have been better with him. They learned how to play. This is what the Lakers were supposed to fucking do is learn how to play without their stars. Mm-hmm. And then when the stars come back, it just makes them that much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Clippers did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess you give uh, Ty, Ty Lue some credit there. He's not getting fired. Nope. 
Robert Williams. Oh yeah, he's he's hurt. He decided to have the surgery. Yeah. We talked about him on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. He's already started ramping up two a day workouts. Hmm. So I'm saying he'll be he could be back. He'll be back. That's the plan. Good for him. So I guess he went with the removal. Would appear that way. He's still expected to miss the first round of playoffs. But that's okay. You know, Grant Williams has been kind of filling in for him. I watched a little bit of a Boston game. Grant Williams was getting some run. Yeah, and they got a and they got Tice back. Tice had some run. What game were we watching? Was it on TNT or something? Grizz was on TNT against the yeah. Celtics. Yeah, that must have been what I watched. Tice was looking good. Yeah, it was the last game of the season. Yeah. Was it last night? <laughs> I was like kind of watching it. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it was last night. It might have been. <laughs> I think it was because Webb was texting me. I was at the Jawbreaker show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Shout out, Webb. <laughs> Matisse Thibel is ineligible, ineligible to play in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I saw that. He got one shot, not two. He's holistic enough to get one shot. So he'll miss two of the first round games. Mm-hmm. It's not good at for least, the Sixers. At least two. But luckily for the Sixers, they have uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. That helps them. Thibault should not move the needle on whether or not they can win a playoff round, especially with home court advantage where they do have him. This should be all right. I don't think that changes much. but Maybe. Probably you could use his defense. Yeah. You think uh, – Who said the Raptors could beat Philly? Was it Charles Barkley? Probably. Do you think Harden's mad at Thibault? <laughs> oh, this again? <laughs> but I think you can get into Canada if you're not fully vaccinated. I'm not even sure. There was like a new law passed in January. Mm-hmm. You just have to have like a negative test. Yeah. Well, they were talking about the Boston guys, like if they had to play in Toronto, because they're saying that like Al Horford and uh, Jalen Brown, Brown may not be may not be vaccinated. Ugh. And I guess they they played in a game earlier this season, but they sat out a game later in the season, and the game they sat out was after new law passed in Canada. Hmm. All right. I don't think there's much to say really there. Yeah. Tybal, if you're if you're listening, man, you should have just gotten the, the Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> if you're just gonna get one. That's right. Get the one that you only needed one of. If you're not doing anything for the next couple of weeks, you know, maybe call in. Leave a voicemail. You bored? Yeah. He's probably listening. I think so. All right, let's move on. Let's move to like kind of wrapping up the regular season a little bit. I'm looking at the standings. Is that three teams? Yep. In the East? With the same record. (laughs) Two, three, and four. Two through four of the exact same record. Yep. Does anybody remember the tiebreaker? No. Is it a regular season win-loss? Is it division? What is it? Is it points total? 
It's total points scored. <laughs> Is it uh team percentage of uh vaccinations? Coolest uh, uniforms? Jeff, you can stop us whenever. It's division winners. Ah, okay. If it's two teams, it's like a better winning percentage in games against each other. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to divisions. Yeah, so if they're tied in the division too, like the next tiebreaker is the better winning percentage against teams in that division. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's all like uh, broken down, but I guess it's already been determined. Celtics two, Bucks three, Sixers four. Yes. So wrapping up the season, what are big surprises to you guys? What do you see when you look at those standings? What are you uh, What are you thinking? The Knicks, I didn't expect them to. I thought they could at least make the play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost money on that bet. Uh, the Grizzlies being the two seed, that's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Second best record in the league. Very surprising. Mm-hmm. Spurs are in. That's a surprise to mm-hmm. me. And the play-ins. That was a yeah, big, well, big surprise. And and to piggyback off of that, that the West is a weaker conference mm-hmm. um, as far as playing records. Like the Knicks have a better record than the Spurs. Well, when you look at the top, the Suns won 10 more games than the leader in the East. That's but true. then after the sixth seed, I mean, there's a huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. There's more good teams in the East, I would say. But there's a couple like real powerhouses in the West. And I also say I think the Raptors winning 48 games is somewhat surprising. I know Nick Nurse is a good coach, but yeah, they finished strong. Mm-hmm. And we did that Raptors pick game, and uh, you guys laughed at me when I was like, "Scotty Barnes, a rookie of the year." <laughs> they were like, "No, no, no, it's Mobley." I don't know. This guy's yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty good. And they've really come together as a team. That Raptors squad. I don't know if they can win in the playoffs. I don't know if they're beating the Sixers, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't take the Raptors in that series with Embiid. I don't know who on the Raptors is going to be able to really stop him. But yeah. That was a surprise. The Raptors did really well. I'm a little surprised the Cavaliers trailed off, but, you know, they got hit with injuries. Mm-hmm. Same with the Bulls. <clears throat> yeah, Bulls trailed off. That was a little surprising. They went from first to sixth over a couple months there. Let's see, West, the Timberwolves overachieved, in my opinion. They still have to win their play-in, but felt like they've been better. <laughs> I felt like they've been better than I thought they would be. I maybe would have had the Jazz over the Mavericks. The Jazz were behind the Mavericks by three games by the final standings. I probably would have put the Jazz over the Mavs. You know? That's like, I mean, that's really a tale of the last, like, the last 10 games of the season, though. Mm -hmm. Because Dallas went on a run, and Utah did not. Mm -hmm. Utah won four of their last 10. Dallas won eight of their last 10. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Grizzlies are the hugest surprise. I just don't want to sit here and only talk about the Grizzlies. Fine. They have a point differential of plus 5.7. And they had that 40-point loss to the Timberwolves that I was at. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just shows you 
They've just been killing people. Yeah. Dominating, really. Does that translate, Bo, to the postseason? Are the Grizzlies we, for real? I'd say yes. Or do they get do they get into a series and they get figured out? They get slowed down? I don't know. No, they got too many guys. They got too many. And and I think they got a good coach. The bright lights don't fuck them up. The chemistry's too good. The young guys. They don't they're they don't they don't care about getting theirs. They care about winning. Yeah. And just from watching the team this year, and you guys have been to those games up close. You tell me. What do you think? I'm worried, but I don't want to fucking. Okay. I don't want to make a call on it because it's so untested. Mm. I'm not worried at all. Yeah. Not one bit. They're so young. <laughs> Dude, they're the second best team in the league. In the regular season. Yes. Man, when it, the playoffs, I know shit just fucking changes, man. And they get into like a Western Conference final situation. It's like you've never been there. You've no idea what you're getting into. Yeah, but we're talking about. Yeah. Are you talking about? Uh, hopefully, they're talking take about it being game disappointed game. if they lose in the Western Conference finals. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm talking about whether or not they're ready for it. Yeah. Like, hopefully, this isn't peak grizzlies this yeah. squad and it's too early mm-hmm. like they're going through this run too early now i would say that the experience is definitely a good thing and it'll help them out in the long run mm-hmm. but what if this is the best grizzlies team and hopefully it's not and maybe climate probably knows that he can keep this going but what if this is the best squad like some of the players remain the same but this is the best squad, but the the best squad is put together too early in their careers, and they never like get back to this point because they overachieve too soon. I don't know. I could see that happening, where it's it's too much too soon. Like I wish they had this record four years from now. <laughs> Maybe they'll just keep winning for four fucking years. I don't fucking know. I assume they will, but. The team, this this team, they they're probably going to lose Tyus. They're probably going to lose Kyle Anderson. I don't know. I look at it and I say, maybe this is the best Grizzlies roster it'll be in ten years. <laughs> you don't know about Tyus. He might. You're right. I don't know anything. I, I he's Tyus is probably a different dude. Mm-hmm. He might be happy making ten million a year instead of fifteen. You never know. Dude, obvious, I mean, I'm a Grizzlies fan. Obviously, I want them to just keep winning and keep being awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's like this other side of me because I'm from Memphis yeah. where shit doesn't fucking work out mm-hmm. ever for anyone. Well, we also don't know what <laughs> Robert Pear wants to do. Yeah. He might just say, fuck it. I don't give a shit. We're playing this super tax. Yeah. I, I just, just hope it's not like too much too soon and they're not ready for it. They lose, they fizzle out, mm-hmm. and then like the roster's never as good as it is right now ever again. <laughs> I I mean I'm just kind of taking as it comes, and I look at it as yeah. as we have we have home court advantage until we get to the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and everybody's mm-hmm. healthy. It's awesome and available. Mm-hmm. That's something that other teams can't say. So we have a lot of advantages. Yeah, we have we have more advantages than anybody. On the bottom half of that fucking 
playoff picture. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll be fun to watch. I can't wait. I'm really excited about the playoffs. I can't wait to see what they do and how they do handle it. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried. Grizz and four. Really excited. <laughs> Grizz and four over one of those raggedy-ass playing teams. <laughs> Do we want to do we want to talk about who we think is going to win the um the plans? We got to move on. That's for sure. Mhm. I want to talk just briefly about the Lakers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like the Lakers lost a ton of games this year that were winnable. They lost a ton of games. Like all year. Mhm. Friday, April 1st, I was thinking, uh, as the season was kind of wrapping up, I was thinking I have less confidence in the Lakers being able to pull it together and win in the playoffs. I've gone on record on this podcast many times saying they will gel. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be a playoff team. And then once the playoffs start, who knows what happens. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Come on. I was losing faith about a week and a half ago. Watched a couple games. I was like, no. <laughs> Watched a couple Laker games. Mm-hmm. No. Thursday last week, the Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs entirely, getting destroyed by the Suns in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Just annihilated in the third quarter. I looked at a box score at one point, and it was like 33 to 12 <laughs> in the third quarter. And ever since the last couple weeks, like I cannot stop thinking about the Lakers because I really – did think they would get it together. I had put that in my mind. I thought for sure they would get it together, make the playoffs, and then it's like, who knows? You know, take it game by game. I thought they'd win in the first round. And then who knows after that? With AD, Russ, and LeBron, they should have been so good. They were not good. They failed to gel as a team. And LeBron said today, like, he felt like they were coming together, but it's, like, too late. That's what he said. How how could he possibly feel that way? That's what he said. They had a lot of injuries. AD missed too many games. LeBron missed a bunch of games, especially down the stretch, crucial mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis wasn't the dominant player I thought he would need to be. With Russell Westbrook, like Russ and him playing together, I thought they would have to be like a one-two punch with LeBron just kind of filling in the gaps. That's what I thought the team would be. I thought AD had to be like the dominant guy, like the alpha on the team, and kind of put Russ in check. Mm -hmm. And then LeBron just kind of like coasting around and being like a positionless player. Mm -hmm. I thought that it would work, but apparently Russell was not like, you can't get through to him, apparently. That's what it seemed like throughout the course of the season. Like, he just was not, he would not do what it took to win, it seemed like. He was just doing the Russ shit. He didn't change his game at all. And I think that was a mistake on his part. It's really hard for me to grasp that it didn't work, like, still. (laughs) This is what's been going through my fucking head for two weeks now. It's like, how did this not fucking work? And normally I wouldn't spend time on the Lakers because they'd be winning. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Yeah. Like big market, big problems, like big 
big wins. Mm-hmm. But since it didn't go well, like I'm really interested, and it just pull, it, it's like I can't wrap my head around it. Like how it's does fast, this it, work? It's fascinating for sure. It's going to go down as one of the biggest letdown rosters of all fucking time. It will. People will be talking about this ten years later. I don't know what becomes of that team now. But it's definitely a candidate for next season's lowered expectations if we <laughs> if we choose to do that segment again next season. This is a team that I have low expectations for now. You missed the playoffs. The Lakers missed the playoffs. Who would have thought? With a payroll like that and such so many dominant players that they would miss the playoffs. I really thought they'd get it together. They did not. And it's just been like on my mind a lot because I stuck my neck out. Everybody was saying they were fucking ass. Everybody's saying they're terrible. They're going to suck. They're going to lose. And I'm like, like the contrarian in me wants to say, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. How are you like, you're betting against Tom Brady. You're betting against Tiger Woods. It's LeBron. Mm-hmm. Nobody bets against Jordan. I put him in that level, like that tier, and I don't, uh, I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> I go back and watch those games. Dude, the rest of that team sucks. <laughs> it too. Yeah, they're not it's good. No depth. No depth. You got three guys making over a hundred million dollars, and they couldn't fucking figure it out. Mm-mm. And they couldn't get on the court at the same time. They didn't have enough playing time together, I think, during the course of the regular season. I feel like one month turned into two months, and they're like, oh, no, 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 like, it's cool, it's cool, we'll figure it out next month. And then, like, another few weeks go by, and somebody else gets hurt. And they're like, oh, it's cool, it's cool, we'll worry about it when we have to. Mm-hmm. And then it became, like, time where they have to, and, and LeBron's like, my ankle's fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> And AD's, like, in street clothes. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, what happened? We ran out of fucking time. We dicked around. We didn't stay healthy. We didn't get on the same page early enough. I'm ranting, but it's really been on my mind a lot, this Lakers squad. I, I find it very interesting. And, Bo, I think you feel the same way. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to be good, but this is this is great. <laughs> I thought they would be good. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember what I picked earlier in the season, but I, I seem to think that I thought they would be good. I thought they would get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. maybe maybe get home court advantage. And yeah, like you said, like once they hit the playoffs, it's like all right, turn it on. You know, I really did. Didn't happen. It's a definitely be like a good case study. <laughs> Frank Vogel needs to write a book. Yeah, I'd read it. He really could like speak out tell his side of the story of what happened in there it'd probably be very interesting i think it's a big deal i don't know if everybody fully recognizes how big of a deal it is that that team didn't work they missed the playoffs entirely it's wild we can move on let's look at the standings and Projected over-unders real quick. Yeah. Interesting ones. A little bit ago, we were talking about what team surprised us. 
So one of them was the Knicks. They were at 41 and a half. They barely went under. We all picked over on them. It was 41 and a half. They won 37. So they were damn close. Just a couple of weeks of games, a couple of weeks of wins away. Charlotte Hornets is an interesting team to me. Vegas had them at 38 and a half. They won 43. They went over. They overachieved. We all thought they would be under. Hmm. How about that? That's a team on the, on their way up is what that tells me. Bulls, 42. We all went over, and they went over. They won 46. So I think that's interesting. What's another interesting team to you guys? What did we pick for the Lakers? The Lakers, I mean, they were supposed to win like 53 games. <laughs> what did you guys pick? Over. I'm going to guess that me and Jeff went over and Bo went under. Well, Bo says he thought they'd be bad, but he went over. I went over? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I said under. I have an O directly next to it. 53 wins is a lot of wins. And I said, I, they're going to be bad, but they're going to go over 53. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been able to handle that. They should have been Miami Heat. You know? I guess I'd go back and listen. Yeah, do it. It was episode 81. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> what's well, another interesting one? Brian, you pick a team. What's an interesting one to you? Like the result? Like, in the standings pelicans is that interesting i mean <sighs> 39 was the pelicans they won 36 we all went under so we would have won that bet mm-hmm. spurs that's an interesting one let's look at the lowered expectation teams that we picked over the course of the season spurs were 28 and a half they won 34 i'm the only one that took the over you guys both went under Little faith in Popovich. Bet against Pop. Never again will you bet against Pop. (laughs) That was an easy one. How about the Raptors? We were talking about how interesting they were and how they Mm -hmm. seem to have overachieved. They won 48 games. They were over under 35 and a half. 35. 35 and a half. Wow. All of us picked the under. Wow. Huh. And I'm not doing this to like make you guys feel bad or anything. I just think it's interesting how things play out and how you think it will go. Here's oh, an no. here's an interesting one. The Jazz they were over under fifty one and a half. The Jazz won forty nine. Yeah, we all picked over. They went under. Mm. Mavericks they were forty eight and a half. They went over at fifty two. Bo picked over. Me and Brian picked under. I was all in on Porzingis. <laughs> yeah? No. no. It was Luca. It's all Luca. And and I probably was low on Jason Kidd too, which is, makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. I know I was. I went under. What's another interesting one? I don't know. Cleveland? Forty four wins. They're over under yeah. it was twenty seven and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I said. I don't know what I. What did we say? That's interesting. We all went under, twenty-seven and a half. 
They, I mean, they overperformed, and if it weren't for injuries, they would. They'd be up there where the Raptors are, maybe. They wouldn't be in the play-in. Yeah, no. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there was a point in time where we were talking about, can the Raptors make the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Now they're up in fifth place. Yeah. Things change, man. Sometimes it's hard to predict these things. But teams can change. Atlanta's an interesting one. 43 wins on a season. They were over-under with 46.5. I went over. You guys were both smarter than me. went under. Would have won that bet. I thought they were going to go over. But Vegas wasn't really sure either at 46.5. It was pretty even which way you bet on how much money you would make. You would have made more money on the under. Brooklyn? These over-unders came out before the vaccine. <laughs> ah. Brooklyn won 44 games. Their over-under was 56 and a half. Brooklyn. They were supposed to be in first place in the East. We all picked under. And that's what they did. Yeah, that's a lot of games. <laughs> I think that's kind of how we put it. Like, there's too much competition. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, we yeah. were all thinking, there's a lot of good teams. 56 and a half. Would, that would have led the league in wins. What, on the over-unders there? Yeah. Not in the league's results, but... The league predictions. Yeah, the Vegas predictions had uh, Brooklyn as the best team in the league. Here's an interesting one. The Wizards. Remember, they came out really hot in the season. They won 35 games. Their over-under was 33 and a half. We all picked under, and they just narrowly went over like a couple games. <laughs> That's interesting. What else What else is interesting? What other teams? I mean, the Grizzlies, we can say it. 41 and a half, they went way over. What about the, did we say Warriors? 56. And Pat, Pat, I grabbed Pat, our old friend Pat that used to come on the podcast. He said, they're going to win 47. They won nine more games than that. That's wild. Who would have thought? He thought he was like reaching with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I I mean, I'm reaching a little bit, but I think they can do it. You probably went. Yeah, he slapped his hand on the table, he probably. Sl- he slapped his piece of paper on the ground, on the table, and he goes, 47. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's way more games than 42. I won 56. Bo, who else? Did we do the Warriors? Mm. They won 53 games. Their over-under was 48 and a half. Bo went under. That's an L. Me and mm-hmm. Brian went over. Me and Brian believed in uh, Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond. That's a lot of wins for them, considering what they went through. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Steph won them a lot of games really early. That could have gone either way. Yeah, he was absolutely bananas to begin the season. <laughs> right? Here's one that's interesting to me, just because it's, like, a terrible team. But, like, the Houston Rockets, Vegas had them at 27 and a half games. They won 20. And we all picked the under. 
So we knew they were going to be bad. Hey, sometimes we get these things right. <laughs> Just curious, what did uh, what does um, Vegas have Phoenix's win total as? Fifty-one and a half. Hmm. I mean, I, clearly they, I knew whatever the number was, they were they smashed it. But we all went over. I'll tell you that because they won ninety-four games. <laughs> <laughs> they won. 150 games this season. <laughs> Oklahoma Thunder. Here's one that's really fucking nuts. Like Thunder fans that were betting on this over under. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in their last three games, they lost three. Okay, let's put that in perspective. Their streak was three losses in a row. The Thunder. Mm-hmm. Their over under was 23 and a half. <laughs> they finished at 24. Oh my gosh. So, they got it. If they took the over, they got it. But, damn, Vegas nailed that one. <laughs> that shit fucking team. Oh, speaking of shitty teams, let's look at Orlando real quick. And then maybe we can get out of here. Orlando won 22 games. Their over-under was 22 and a half. <laughs> we all took the under. We all took the under. We would have won it. Oh, my gosh. Detroit Pistons, 24 and a half. They won 23. They failed to reach their Vegas projection. Bo went under. Me and Brian went over. So we would have lost that one just by a game or two, you know, two games. Is there anything else interesting? The Pacers maybe? 42 wins. 42 and a half wins is what Vegas had. And they just had a terrible season. 25 wins. Me and Bo went over. Brian was the only one smart enough to say, no, it's under. That's kind of interesting. Those, I don't know if there's many more we really need to look at. I mean, I could have gone just straight through all of them. I mean, you pretty much did. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks were 54 and a half. We all went over on that, I think. 54. They won 51. Competitive East, man. Yeah, that's that. So that's something to think about for next season maybe is the East has been strong, and we'll, we'll watch player movement, but the East is really strong right now, and that's going to affect things in these over-unders. Like, watch out for those high win totals in the over-unders. Watch out for those big numbers. It's not likely to happen in the East. That's what I, that's what I think. That's what I take away from it. That and the shitty teams, like, the shitty teams are probably going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. It seems like every year there's a team that kind of surprises everyone and comes out of nowhere and wins a bunch of games that people don't think they're going to win. Was there a team, in your opinion, that did that this year? Maybe the Raptors? Yeah, I was going to say Toronto or or, or Memphis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Memphis was a playoff team. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Perhaps. Memphis has continued to get better every year, though. I wouldn't say that they were going to take a step back or just be stagnant. The Blazers uh, were a team that everybody thought would be good, and they were not. Cleveland, I mean, their end result looks bad, but they, I mean, not bad. They're in the they're in the play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cleveland, but I mean, two months ago they were, you know, well, yeah, they're coming along. Well, and Cleveland was projected to win twenty seven games, and they won forty four. So that would be a great candidate for a team that kind of broke out a little bit uh, with Darius Garland. And Mobley, you know, and then love taking that like veteran leadership role. 
very seriously. It's, I felt like Pistons, Magic, Oklahoma, Rockets, unless they change their roster somehow, I think those will be the bottom four teams next season too. You know? Well, I don't know if they got it. Like one of those teams would have to change something because there's not going to be enough growth in one season, you would think, to push them up to like a 40-win team. It's hard to imagine without changing the roster. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's move off it. I really wanted to look at those, though. I thought that was fun. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys come up with uh, lowered expectation stuff this week? I got a couple things. What do you got? What is lowered expectations to you? To me? Yeah, what do you think it is? Um, well, it's a be trying to be a Timberwolves fan or pay attention to the Timberwolves. That 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 in itself is you know, you're lowering your expectations, right? Yeah, so we each picked a team at the beginning of the season that we had low expectations for, but we kind of wanted to keep up with and kind of look at what they were doing to see if maybe they could overachieve or under or see if maybe they underachieve but it was a team we didn't have high expectations for maybe wouldn't get a lot of coverage and we're like well let's look at it because it's still a team they deserve to be talked about let's see how it goes like a middle tier team so you picked the timberwolves how'd the season go this will be the last one i guess it went better than i expected i thought they could win at least 40, 40 games, but they're in the seventh seed with 46 wins. They just gave their head coach, Chris Finch, an extension. And this is also a transition year. They transitioned from the Glenn Taylor owner, ownership to Alex Rodriguez and whoever. I don't even know who the other owner is. But the majority owner's not, not Mr. Glenn Taylor anymore. Right. The Timberwolves uh, were supposed to win 34 and a half games, mm-hmm. according to Vegas. Bo, you went over. Me and Brian both went under. We had no faith. Man. Right. None. Well, that's okay. So I think that would say to me and Brian that they uh, they overachieved. Mm-hmm. But you thought they were going to overachieve, perhaps. I thought they would, they would be a 40-plus win team. Mm-hmm. What happened? What was the key to the success? Well, Carl Towns, he had a an all-NBA season. Your best player was going to make an all-NBA team. Mm. I would say that is key to success. Mm. They lost a draft pick in the D'Angelo Russell trade, but D'Angelo Russell has been has been good. Has been good. He's been a good point guard. He's not an all-star, but he can get hot. And he can run an offense. And he's been a good complement to Towns. They've had the emergence of Jared Vanderbilt mm-hmm. as kind of a wild card defender to rebounder. I like him. You need players like that to win. Pat Beverly was a good good acquisition for them. But I'm going to remind everybody, just look at the Grizzlies record before you say it was a steal of a trade. <laughs> and remember that the Grizzlies are focused on player development and culture. They didn't want Pat Beverly fucking that shit up. 
I think it was a thrifty move by Minnesota, but it wasn't like Grizzlies held him in high regard. I think that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good buy for Minnesota. It turned out to be a really good buy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Minnesota needed some toughness. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. And I'm happy that he's he's helping the Wolves. And then I also think Edwards is looking like the player you would want to pick with the number one draft, number one overall draft pick. And I think Anthony Edwards is going to make some all NBA teams in the future. So yeah, go. I'm happy for the Wolves. All right. I was going to ask you, Bob. I was when I've watched the Timberwolves, I've been really impressed with D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. and I think he's just grown a lot as a player. Do you think him? Do you think him like moving to a a smaller market was helpful for him? It's possible that not being in that in, with the Warriors where you're you're just not a good fit. You know, I'm, like how Wiggins is a much better fit with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I thought his improvement kind of started with the Warriors. I think I think being around those guys helped him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I just, think being I think it, it, it's kind of like the guys in Memphis too. You know, you're not in the spotlight. You just kind of do your thing, and you're not getting all that that national spotlight attention i think he's maturing too you know next season he'll be 27 oh he's Mm. hitting that sweet spot baby where his brain's catching up to his body (laughs) (laughs) pretty interesting i think it's hitting his prime years i think what you see out of d'angelo next season will be the best you ever see that's what i think brian what about you you got expectations that are lowered? Yeah, so my team, the Chicago Bulls, I ended up with relatively kind of low expectations, and then I had high expectations. <laughs> and now I'm back to having low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of the season, I felt like this team was just kind of thrown together without a lot of thought. It just looked weird on paper. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it, it kind of worked. You The issue with the Bulls is they have trouble beating good teams like the teams that they'll have to face in the playoffs oh in the eastern conference um i mean they finished it they just had a bunch of like big losing streaks well they had injuries yeah they did have injuries zach levine missed a bunch of games lonzo ball is lonzo lonzo would have been big i think yeah uh they had injury issues with alex caruso Mm -hmm. patrick williams i mean yeah they just they were kind of up against it. DeSumo was a surprise. That was yeah. a pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. I felt like, for them. But they did. They started off hot, and then they ended the season with just these – they just get in these funks, you know. Yeah, where they're going – Five games, three games. They're going 500 or just sub-500 yeah. for a week. Yeah. They won their last game of the season against the Timberwolves, but they lost the four previous to mm-hmm. all Eastern Conference playoff teams, the Hornets, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat. And uh, these weren't close games either. Of the three teams that we picked for this segment, that teams we had lower expectations for, the Bulls had the highest projected winning total at 42. Minnesota was in the middle at 34, and and I had the Spurs at 28, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on your team, Jeff? The Bulls were supposed to be the better team out of the three. And yet, they were pretty much the same as the Timberwolves. I think they had the exact same record. 46 wins. Bulls and Wolves. 
So I guess maybe those teams are kind of comparable. Um, I will say this about the a couple things about playoff tickets and playoff games. My buddy Steven mm. in Chicago, he is not getting playoff tickets for the Bulls. Mm. So they've, they've been kind of hit or miss recently. And he does not to, have high expectations. He does not. <laughs> and then now they're playing the Bucks. Oh, yeah. That's probably already over. <laughs> the Bucks are good, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Who did I have? We got to keep this going. We're getting long, dude. How did this happen? The Spurs. I'll keep mine short. The Spurs, they overachieved. It's amazing. They're fighting for their lives in the play-ins. They had a very slow start to their season. They had some setbacks early with injuries. They don't have any real superstars. They don't even have an all-star on that team. Uh, it seemed like a really positive vibe situation, though. I feel like Popovich was happy all year. He was stoked to be coaching that team. He didn't have to deal with the fucking any drama like the Lakers did. <laughs> you think Popovich would have been happy? Do you think that makes him happy? <laughs> well, they fucking don't. I think that makes me fucking happy. Popovich was, I think, in a good place with his squad. I think he... uh Likes coaching them up like that. A lot of positive vibes. The team got better as the season went on. They finished the last 10 games, 8-4. and four. That's good. The last time the Spurs played the Pelicans, who they're going to play in the play-ins, the Spurs won on the road. I'm betting on the Spurs winning the play-in game. They're an underdog. They're on the road, and they're an underdog, and I think they're mm. going to win. I think they're going to beat the Pelicans. The Spurs had some good weeks here and there throughout the season. They were never super dominant. It's very up and down. Uh, they they scored some good wins throughout the season. They ended up in a position where they could possibly make the play-ins, and they finished strong. They beat the Nuggets in a competitive game. Just barely lost to the Grizzlies, but they beat a lot of teams they needed to beat. They beat the Warriors. They had kind of a slow schedule to finish out. They lost to the Pelicans in in mid-March, but I think they're going to win that play-in game. I think the guys are going to pull it together. They, they could have, you could even say should have, beat the Grizzlies in that game because that was a, wasn't that the Keldon Johnson like missed layup? Yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know yes. if it was Keldon, but it was a... a Blatant. It was Kelvin. It was a blatant look at the rim, mm -hmm. and he blew it. It was Kelvin. Somehow, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the Spurs win the second play-in game because they have to win two, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think they win the second one. I think they win the first one, though. I don't know if they'll make the actual uh, playoffs, but they made the play-ins. They overachieved on the season. I felt like there wasn't a lot of drama, really, within the squad. The future of the Spurs is just a big unknown. Don't really know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what their direction is. It, it seems like they're just trying to develop talent for maybe a next regime or something. I don't. I really don't know. Maybe they can get lucky in some drafts. I just see a lot of mediocrity in their future. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I think if Pop's there, they... They improve incrementally. 
Yeah. Every season. Uh-huh. Even if it's just by a couple games. Yeah. And then, so next season, you're thinking they should probably win a play-in team sure. game. Yeah. Like, make the playoffs mm-hmm. through the play-ins. Or maybe they can sneak into the bottom, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could be on track for that, and then you'll be looking at them to try to win a playoff series as these players get a little older that he's working with. We'll see. I see a lot of uh, blah. (laughs) A lot of unfun, just boring fucking (laughs) basketball in San Antonio. (laughs) Like the most boring team. But the few games that I actually watched when I wasn't just keeping up with news, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed watching the, the team. Once you know who all the guys are, it's fun. Start rooting for the young guys. All right, let's move on. The regular season's concluded. Play-ins start tomorrow. It's time to hit the next gear. It's play-ins and it's play-outs in the MetaQuest play-in tournament. Do you all know what MetaQuest is? No. no. Me, me neither. What are these teams and <laughs> players going to do tomorrow? Does anybody have a any kind of idea what's going to happen? It's a man. It's one game. I would think the Nets are going to win their favorite by eight and a half. Nets playing the Cavs tomorrow at Brooklyn. Yeah, you got uh, Cavs at Nets tomorrow and Clippers at Timberwolves tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. Got a nice little. Two game slate tomorrow. East game and a West game. Is it gonna be is it gonna be the Tuesday TNT crew? Or Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller are calling the Timberwolves game. Kevin Harlan used to be on the Wolves broadcast. So there's that. So Bo's taking the Nets and the Wolves? Probably I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the, the Wolves because I want to go to a Grizzlies playoff game. And I don't want to deal with Ty Lue. We don't really have to do like all the picks and stuff. Uh, what's no. what's interesting to us? I'm looking at the Spurs to beat the Pelicans. The Timberwolves Clippers game. I have no idea. It's pretty close. I'm thinking uh, if I was a betting man, I'd take the underdog, and the Clippers are the underdog because they're on the road, pretty much. I think Charlotte will upset the Hawks. These are things that I want to see happen. The Nets and Cavs, that shouldn't be a contest. It should be Nets easy. Does anybody feel a different way about that? No. I mean, I'm taking in the seven and eight games, I'm taking the seven seeds. I take the Timberwolves and the Nets. In the nine and ten games, I'm taking the Dogs and both of those. I'm pulling for San Antonio and I'm pulling for Charlotte. That's who I want to see. Yeah, those are the teams I want to see. Spurs, Hornets. Sounds fun. Rounding out the playoffs. Yeah, Nets, Wolves. Like, why not? Only because Bo's... Dude, if Bo didn't live in Minnesota, I'd be like, I don't care. (laughs) They fuck the Wolves. I I really wouldn't care. Bo also wants you to be able to go to a Grizzlies playoff game. I'm not a fucking fan of the Wolves. I don't care about them. I don't particularly think they're very good. (laughs) we'll see what happens hope they don't lose to the Clippers for your sake but if they do I won't be shocked no I wouldn't be shocked either yeah all right 
And by the time we get back next week, we'll pick a series to focus on. So that's typically what we do in the playoffs is we kind of just pick a series to kind of focus on it, like our focus series. Mm-hmm. So we'll pick one next time we come together. Sure. A series to watch. Just keep an eye on. You don't necessarily have to watch all the games. Just fucking watch mm-hmm. what's happening. Well, I, mean, I like the playoffs because I watch all of it. If you guys are anything like me, yeah, it's just on. Yeah. It's just on all the time. Like it's, it's it's on at work when we're at work, and it's on at the house when I get home. Like I come home and I turn on yeah, basketball. Just be watching all of them, all the games. We'll be watching games all the time. But when it comes to like what I really want to focus on, like it'll be the most interesting series, and we'll tell you next week which one we think it is. Yeah. We'll have a sneak it. peek of it. And yeah, go we'll forward. Talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Be fun. Play-ins. Uh, you're going to hear all about them everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you heard what we think. We want underdogs. Like, I don't want Atlanta. I don't want to see Atlanta or New Orleans. Like, I don't care. Charlotte's a more interesting team. And then... uh. I could care less between the Spurs and the Pelicans, but I guess the Pelicans probably deserve it more. Mm. I don't know. They made that big move for CJ. They made that big move for Valanciunas. They, they got went, CJ, man. That, don't underrate that. Yeah. yeah. They went and they signed uh, Devontae Graham. They've made moves. They've like stayed active. It's not their fault that their third-year stud is injured. Mm-hmm. Zion, maybe New Orleans. Like that's a fun. I don't care who wins, but that's that'd be a fun game to watch. New Orleans, San Antonio. I think. Excited for playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, absorb it. Enjoy it, fellas. Happy four twenty. <laughs> is that a, is that next week, bro? Yeah. Someone's got a birthday too. Yeah, I was wondering what you were doing for 420. <laughs> birthday Smurf Day. Somebody does have a birthday coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the pony. I'll be I'll be damned. Hmm. Hey. Hey Bo, thanks for uh being on tonight and helping yeah, me with this. It was great to be back. Appreciate you. W- wish I could be in studio. Well, come on down anytime you want. You're more than welcome anytime. I got some stuff to give to you, send you back with. Hmm. Baseball cards. Bo's going to wait. <laughs> Bo's going to wait until we like plan an off week and then just like show up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not going this week, right? <laughs> uh, let's try to let's try to string together like two or three episodes before we take another break. See how it goes. You guys keep uh Keep me informed how we're feeling, how motivated we are. Brian, thank you for being here. Appreciate For sure, man. If anybody has any questions, the listening that is, maybe you're a restaurant guy and you have a question. Maybe your name is Bo and you have a question for a guy's name, Bo. Mm-hmm. Call us at 901-300-6575 and leave us a voicemail. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
I am not spending a lot of time on this music. I don't care. <laughs> 